With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. guys nick burnett here just wanted to kind of give some information on why i joined the patreon why i'm part of the dynasty warzone uh, team downloaded the dynasty warzone podcast it took one day to join the patreon reached out to memphis about a situation with one of my rosters and the kind of feedback i got was hey nick why don't you give me a call uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when i thought i was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year and that's just part of what comes with the patreon uh, just tr- uh, trade talks just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or three o'clock in the morning there's always going to be fantasy football talk whether it's redraft whether it's dynasty i joined a couple leagues with the patreon members and it's the same thing even in even while we're drafting we're still shooting ideas at each other and if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of pause the podcast now join the patreon and join a join a great fantasy football group but more like a fantasy football family what's happening everybody happy wednesday and welcome to the dynasty war zone the people's dynasty podcast and tonight we have a very interesting and impromptu show. Uh, this one comes from a Twitter conversation that happened over the weekend. We're going to talk quarterbacks. We're going to talk rookie quarterbacks. And Jerry, let me bring you in. This man is my co-host, but his name is not just Jerry. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry, what is going on? 
Less than another good day to just sit here and talk football with you. What more could a human being ask for? We got another another G in there, too, who I get to talk to, and I enjoy it. I just like spitballing with you. I gave you a little love on Twitter today because you are a smart son of a gun, and I do like learning from you, so I'm just trying to learn some new things because we're talking about quarterbacks today. And if there is one thing that I am so bad at other than picking football teams, because I'm bad at both of those two, it is scouting quarterbacks, luckily. I got two guys that are much better at it than me, so I got my pen, I got my paper, and I am ready. Yeah, so we have the very good fortune of having a good friend and a, a, a person who does a great job of chipping in with our Debbie content over at the Debbie War Zone that can be found the first Monday of every month. His name is Shane P. Hallam. Shane is a practical regular around here, but he is so valuable to me. He is the man who found James Robinson. Without without this man, and I kept the receipts, we go back to April of 2019. This man was telling you to watch out for a little fella named James Robinson. Shane, how are you, buddy? Welcome back. I'm doing good. Look, I'll, I'll keep riding on the coattails of James Robinson as long as I can for sure, but um, no, I, I appreciate it. This will be a fun uh, fun kind of knock, knock down drag out. I think we'll have a good, good conversation here. Yeah, well, listen, you you could be living off of Darius Geis like I am, so I'd much rather be living <laughs> off of James Robinson. I, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I would much rather have Shane's reputation as it as it uh, pertains to rookies than yours, <laughs> Jerry. But but so Shane was part of this conversation. He and I were, I think, I think maybe he was brought into it, and I jumped in, or I was brought into the conversation. He jumped in. We were talking about rookie quarterbacks, and then so. I'll just go ahead and throw it to you, Shane. Um, We know there's going to be a big three rookie quarterback class this year for uh, the NFL. We know it's going to be Trey Lance. I know not everyone agrees that he's the third overall, but he's certainly going to be a first-rounder at this point. Uh, We all know Trevor Lawrence is probably doomed to be a Jet, but, hey, it could be worse uh, because this next guy is probably going to wind up in Jacksonville, and that's Justin Fields. So we know those three guys. But for those of our listeners that are primarily dynasty players that are just starting to tune in to a little bit of college football and, hey, what am I going to be able to do with my draft picks? Can you give these guys a brief overview of the other three quarterbacks in this class? Absolutely. So I think because you're always searching for more quarterbacks that could go in that first round, that could be franchise quarterbacks. Um, and three guys have, have really emerged this season to be in that first round conversation, um, you have Kyle Trask, the quarterback uh, for Florida, and you know he has a really intriguing story. Um, he hasn't, la- you know, last college season he got the start because the starter Felipe Franks got hurt, and he actually had not started a game uh, since his freshman year of high school up until that point, and the reason was that uh, as a uh, when he was a sophomore in high school, there was this little known freshman quarterback that came in named Derek King uh, to his high school. And, uh, you know, the starter for Miami right now, who's phenomenal. So Trask played, he just didn't start. Um, and they kind of did a two quarterback kind of deal. And so he got into Florida based on camps, like he's an incredible arm talent and that kind of thing. Um, so he's, you know, super raw, uh, super raw footwork. And so he comes into this year as the starter. He's been there for a while. And, um, you know, he, uh, 
you know, he still has some of those raw tendencies, but he's, he's putting up big numbers at Florida against the SEC. It's going to get you in the conversation. We have, you know, the Alabama quarterback, Mac Jones, who, uh, you know, was a guy that I definitely severely underrated coming into the season, right? He, he kind of got the start when Tua went down and did okay last year. Um, I don't think there were very many people that said, oh, you know, this guy's a stud, uh, but, you know, comes into the season as a junior and, um, you know, putting up big numbers once again in the SEC, uh, you know, throwing to Jalen Waddle before he got hurt and, um, all, you know, that talent there. So, you know, he's someone that you see an Alabama quarterback lighten it up. I mean, that, that puts you in the mix. And then uh, the third guy is kind of the unique player of the bunch is uh, BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, um, also a junior, a true junior this season. Um, and, you know, he's someone that, that really was up and down last year. I think some people identified him as just a talent uh, with, with his, his arm talent, his arm strength, his accuracy. Um, and unfortunately, with BYU is an independent school, so with the um, shortened seasons for these conferences, that they were supposed to have a killer schedule. I mean, play really hard teams, and that got thrown out the window. And so um, Zach Wilson has been just feasting on kind of the famine of college football. But, I mean, he's thrown 22 touchdowns, two picks, and, you know, looks good doing it. So I think these are three guys that are hard to gauge exactly where they're going to go, and that's why, you know, we can have kind of a fun debate about them today. Yeah, for sure. And then based on the conversation that we had on Twitter over the weekend, and then so we were talking, there could be potentially six quarterbacks go in the first round. And then uh, a website that I use for a lot of my research as it relates to rookies and draft picks is a website called Tankathon. They do a great job of showing which team is going to pick in which order, how many picks they have. They do a three-round mock. It, it's pretty insightful. And according to their latest mock draft, they have – all six of these guys going in the top 44 picks. And then earlier today on my commute home, I was listening to some sports talk radio, a national show. And this national show had Albert Breer of the Monday morning quarterback on. He feels like all of these guys could go in the top 40 picks. So it got me thinking, okay, great. So there's at least three quarterbacks coming in and potentially six. Whose jobs they taking? Because they got to be taking someone's jobs. Now, someone could go the Jordan Love route, but somewhere along the way, someone is going to lose some jobs. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through and we're going to cover the quarterbacks in the NFL that we feel are safe. And we're going to cover the quarterbacks that we feel are safe because they're good at football, like a Patrick Mahomes. And then guys who are safe in their in their role because they've got a contract that pretty much dictates they're going to be in their role, like a Jared Goff. But before we get into that, we want to remind you that we are brought to you by the Dynasty Warzone Patreon. Uh, this is the best group chat in fantasy sports. Uh, I would put it up against anyone, and that is the number one thing. Now, Jerry, you're a big part of the Dynasty Warzone Patreon and the group chat. Is this correct? Yeah, I had a uh, little Joe Mixon talk this morning. That was a good one. Always good. A little Joe Mixon talk will uh, will will, will uh, shrivel up your onions. But I will say that when someone joins the Patreon, the first thing I reach out to them via email. Hey, how you doing? Uh, you, you see that? I went full Joey. Never go full Joey from from friends. I went full Joey. How you doing? Uh, welcome to, to the Patreon. Hey, what can I do for you? Um, you want a console one on one? They're like, I want to go to the group chat. 
I'm like, cool, man. Hey, what? What? Else? I want to go to the group chat. They they just want in the group chat. They want to hang out with Jerry. They want to talk about Joe Mixon, and they they want to hang out with a bunch of like minded degenerates and individuals. And if that sounds like something that you're in, maybe you're. This is a time of the year where leagues get very dry very quickly, and GMs that are just not in it or just don't care. Uh, we're past the excitement of the first few weeks of the season. And we're not quite to the playoff excitement. This is kind of that dead zone in, in fantasy. Nothing dead about the Dynasty Warzone Patreon. So if you're interested, you can go right over to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And you can become a Patreon today. So that being said, let me real quick read you guys the list of... The, the, I created this list, so I can't put any of this evil on Shane or Jerry. But I'm going to read the guys that I feel like are safe because they're good at football. And feel He'll free, try, though. You, you feel free to agree, disagree, and anyone that, that I that I left off that should be on, um, or anyone that. So here, here's the guys that because they're good at football: Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Tua. Not even going to try the last name. Just, just Tua. When, when you're so good at something like Prince, like Prince the musical artist, you just go by Prince. He's just Tua. So we have Tua, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, and Kyler Murray. Um, and then the guys that I feel are safe because they've got basically a contract that's not cuttable or movable is Matt Ryan, Dak. And I say Dak because I, th- there are franchise rights involved with Dak. And Jerry Jones came out today and said, Dak's our quarterback. We're going to figure something out. So I'm putting Dak under contract situation. Ryan Tannehill, who's actually played real well. Uh, Carson Wentz, Big Ben, Tom Brady, Jared Goff. So I will start with Jerry. Is there anyone in that list that you think shouldn't be on there? Or is there anyone that you can think of that should be on that? We're safe with this quarterback on our dynasty roster. I think the only argument would be for Dak, but I understand why you did it because things could change extremely fast with that situation. And who the hell knows what would happen? He, you know, he, I don't want to say could end up as a jet because that is not likely to happen, but crazier stuff has happened in 2020. There's no reason to think 2021 is going to be any better for any of us. So I, 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 that would be the only one other than that. I'm in on, on all of that, honestly. Now Detroit fans would be upset that Stafford's in there because he's good at football, but. Well, if as a Colts fan, as a person who watched the Indianapolis defense for the better part of three quarters keep Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens in check, and when I say in check, they'd only scored like I think 20 or 21 points at that point. They added a late field goal to make it 24, but that team was in that game, and Phillip Rivers brings no juice to the table. If Dak was a free agent on the market with Indy being in the top three of cap space for 2021, how how long do you think Chris Ballard would let Dak be a free agent? Not very long. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Well, I mean, and, and think about uh, Jimmy GQ, who we're going to talk about here in just a, a few minutes. Do, do you think that uh, 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 Kyle Shanahan would like to have a, a Dak Prescott there in, in San Francisco? There are a lot of teams. So so between the contract situation, even though there's some pending free agency maybe in there, Dak has established that he's good at football. So someone's going to give him some money. So, Shane, did, did you have any uh, holes you wanted to poke in my list of guys who are both good at football and or paid like they're good at football? 
No, I I, I, th- I think the list is fair. You know, I, I think um, I think it'll be the next list that that we get to really hash it out. Um, but I, I think you're right. All these guys are are safe, and um, you know, I think most of them are good at football. Even the ones you know, that are just safe because the contracts are probably better at football than we think they are. No bigger fan than you and me uh, of Jared Goff. Be who you are, Mister. Be and I know he's already had his buy, and a lot of times this won't shuffle out to the end of the season when everyone's had their buy. But all Jared Goff, but before his buy, he was the QB thirteen. That's a borderline QB one, depending on the week. And all a guy like Jared Goff does is give you QB one production at QB two prices. And everyone hates Carson Wentz, but before he went on buy, he was the QB seven. So, God, was he really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jesus. I mean, great start. And Jerry, you know what he? You know who he was doing that with? Crumbums and shoe clerks, baby, and, and shoe clerks. But think about it. He's going to be getting uh, a healthier Jalen Rager. He's going to be getting Lane Johnson back. He's going to get Miles Sanders back. He could get Zach Ertz back. Dallas Goddard's another week and a half uh, more recovered. And then now. He, he's going to be looking good. So, you know, he's got better options. We've got the emergence of, of uh, Travis Fulgham. So I, I think this is going to work out really well for Carson Wentz. But I, I want to get to the controversial list. I want to get to the group of guys that I feel like uh, they are not safe. Uh, they're not safe for their for their current situation, which makes them damn sure not safe for your dynasty roster. So Gardner Minshew, um, I, I think they're they're uh, they're doing him a little dirty with somewhat though Jake Luton in there with him. Baker Mayfield, we're gonna he's I feel like he's one we're gonna talk about. Drew Locke, Derek Carr, Cam, Sam Darnold, Teddy Two Gloves, Mitch Trubisky slash Nick Foles because they're both gone. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy GQ, uh, Dwayne Haskins, and Daniel Jones. Now, because I know Shane and I are going to have at least one one oh, player. We're, we're going to have some a lot, a lot of players, a lot of players. So, Jerry, who's the first player no. on that list that you may want to poke? There is one thing that I have learned in doing this show: do not get in the way of entertainment. Do not come to me first. I want to sit back and I want to watch this. Uh, Shane, the floor is yours, sir. Uh, so, look, I I think that I, I think I agree with this list in terms of. Um, you know, for your dynasty team, like these are he's trying to be as nice no, no. as he can possibly These are players right that now. you shouldn't have starting for your dynasty team, but these are mostly players that NFL teams are still going to have as starters. Like, um, you know, I, I'm with you on Baker Mayfield. You know, we, we've, we've, we've bashed him nice and good on this, on this show. I bet every, you know, you've had me bet every under and I've won a ton of money off of Baker Mayfield's, you know, but but Cleveland Cleveland is not you know they're not going to give him up right like he's going to be their starter next year like Drew Locke is is too young and uh, you know as as much as he stunk for the first three quarters of every game he's played and you know those stats in the fourth quarter are going to look good Denver's not going to give him up you know Derek Carr's played really well uh, and and I I think like as much as we talked. You know, that was all the talk last year. The Raiders are going to draft Jordan Love. The Raiders are going to draft this quarterback. I didn't draft uh, a damn quarterback. So, you know, I, I think I think Derek Carr is safe. I think that, um, you know, I, th- I think actually Kirk Cousins is safe. I, I think Minnesota, they would need a top two pick. I think that's out the window. They're looking more playoffs than top two pick now. I think Kirk Cousins is safe. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is safe. Like, 
there's a difference between trying to sign Tom Brady and drafting quarterback in the middle of the first round. Like, I, I don't think they're going to do it. You know, I, I think Daniel Jones is unfortunately safe. Once again, you know, if the Giants have a top two pick, it can happen. But like, Daniel Jones isn't good. Like, I'm with you. But like, I think that he's safe. Sam Darnold's going to start on a team. It's not probably not going to be the Jets anymore, but he's going to be a starter in the NFL next year. Like, th- these are all guys that are going to be starters in the NFL. And I think my boy Teddy Bridgewater has has a starting job. I, I think Carolina's going to bring him back. He fits that system. Like I, I think I think it happens. And if it doesn't, he's going to compete for a starting job somewhere. And like I think that's my main problem in projecting six quarterbacks in the first round. I think a lot of these guys are not going to be clipboard holders. Yeah, as much as we as fantasy players see them as that, I, as much as we know, maybe maybe even know more than some of these NFL teams, and they, they're not going to give up on a lot of these players. Um, so quick. And that's usually what happens because I think we talked about guys like Derek Carr uh, going by the wayside, Kirk Cousins going by the wayside last year, and it didn't happen and still not going to happen. All right. Well, I, I want to bring up uh, two two curious cases. So back in 2012, and, and this was a third round QB. This was not even a first round QB. Uh, a team in the great Northwest had great success with a gentleman named Russell Wilson. They went on to win a Super Bowl. They they w- w- went runner-up. They lost to arguably one of the greatest coaches and quarterbacks of all time and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And they were able to do that because of that rookie contract. Now, I'm going to fast-forward this to 2020. And it's a very monkey-see, monkey-do league in the NFL. And you've got teams right now currently seeing the great success of Tua Tungavailoa. See, there you go. I did it. Uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, Kyler Murray. I, I know I'm missing the, oh, Joe Burrow. We're seeing these young guys come in right away and having tremendous success. Now we know Trevor Lawrence is going to be a day one starter no matter where he goes. But I just see so many of the guys that I, 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 cause I wrote this list. I see a lot of these guys putting you in, in, in NFL purgatory. You know, Baker Mayfield, Teddy Two Gloves, Derek Carr, they're good enough to help you win some games. They may even get you to the playoffs. I'm going to talk about Baker in just a second. They may even get you to the playoffs. But are these really the caliber of quarterbacks that are going to lead you to playoff success? And the answer more often than not with these guys, the answer is no. They're not going to lead you to long-term success so why continue to leave on that band-aid why continue to leave that bridge guy now i could see a team we're going to talk about teddy two gloves more here in a minute i could see a team uh ran by a, a tremendous hedge fund manager if you don't know david tepper's story i highly recommend you google him uh, and what he did on wall street because it was amazing an incredibly sharp guy they may draft a quarterback and that we may go into 2021 with teddy two gloves as the starter but kind of like what we saw in Miami, I think that might wind up being the recipe for success. Now, in fairness, Miami had Tua, and Tua's a, potentially a generational talent with his accuracy and, and, and pedigree. So with that being said, I do want to transition to Baker before we start talking about some of these rookies and where we can see him go. How crazy would it be for Baker Mayfield to be 2021's Mitch Trubisky? And I say this with no malice in my heart. As much as people may think there's malice and Memphis is here to attack Baker, I'm not. So right now the, the, the Cleveland Browns are currently 5-3. and three. If the playoffs started today, Cleveland would not make the playoffs. 
because of the success of the Miami Dolphins and the success of the Oakland Raiders. Right now, the Colts and the Browns would be the two odd teams out as as much as it it pains me to say. Thanks, Phil. But, I mean, you're going to have the four division winners, either Baltimore or Pittsburgh, whoever doesn't win the North, and that leaves two spots. And that leaves Miami, that leaves the Raiders, that leaves the Colts, that leaves the Browns. And even though they've only got a couple of wins, their schedule gets really easy. Uh, and the the Houston Texans could surge late. Now, Cleveland's got a really rough schedule. They've got to play Philadelphia. They've got to play Baltimore again. They've got to play Pittsburgh again. They don't have a tremendously easy schedule. I could see where this team struggles a little bit, misses the playoffs, and then what do you do? If Is it Matthew Barry? Not that one, but the other Matthew Barry, who's the GM of the Cleveland Browns, and Kevin Stefanski, do you pick up Baker's fifth-year option? Do you go into a camp battle in 2021 with it being Baker and Nick Foles? And you're going to see what you got still with Nick Foles because Stefanski went to the playoffs with Nick Foles in Minnesota. It's not as inconceivable as it would be for uh, some of these guys to lose their job. And before I throw it back to one of you guys, I, I, I mentioned the curious case of the rookies in 2020, the the quarterbacks on rookie deals allowing teams to be successful, like Patrick Mahomes just won a Super Bowl in Kansas City. There's also the curious case of Josh Rosen, where these teams just very quickly realize, hey, this dude's not the dude. And this dude's going to go do something else, and we're going to bring in something else. Now, again, that was a very unique situation because the Cardinals wound up with the 101 and had a generational talent there in Kyler Murray. That might have been a different situation. But if you're Denver, who's currently drafting, if the draft started today, if if you were drafting 14th and a Zach, uh, a Zach Wilson's on the board, you're going to have to ask yourself some serious questions about Drew Locke and what the future looks like. So that was my, my, my genesis of this conversation is where are these six guys going to take jobs? Jerry, anything to add now that Shane and I have uh, said our piece? Yeah, absolutely. I think you're both right. And I know that's a shitty take and that's exactly what I do, but <laughs> I think you're both right. I, I think Randy's right in the sense that I don't trust a single one of these guys throwing the ball. I don't want any of them leaving, leading my franchise. I don't, I mean, Derek Carr is Okay. And to, to your point, I think Baker Mayfield sucks, and I don't think he's going to be reliable, but he's 5-3. and three. And he lost Nick Chubb for a chunk of time, and he lost Odell Beckham for the season. If they continue to even be 500, I don't think they're going to look a different way, especially if they're, they're going to be picking 19-20. Do I really think they're going to do that, knowing that they faced injuries and adversity and still were 500? That, that's a tough sell for me. Uh, the Raiders, Raiders are winning. Like Raiders are on the verge of the playoffs. Do I think they're going to flip it? Not really. Minnesota, Carolina, I could easily see them just because I don't think those teams are great, especially if Christian McCaffrey misses more time uh, than you're relying on Teddy. I don't love Teddy. I, I know they, I mean, they've been hemorrhaging the last month. They lost four in a row, which is not excellent. Um, maybe. I could, I could see that. I could see Minnesota just because they paid Kirk. He didn't do what they wanted him to do. He showed a little bit, but not enough. It, so it it's sort of team dependent on a lot of these guys. But that that's from an NFL standpoint. I think at some point we could see them go quarterback. That's why I'm a little skeptical about these rookies maybe all going in the first, just because I don't think a lot of these teams that 
have quarterbacks that none of us like are going to take one in the first round because they're, you know, they're, they're close, quote unquote, Cleveland's close. Las Vegas is close. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's suspect. I hear you in hating them. I also hear you in hear you Shane that, you know, I, I don't, they, they I are don't sort of committed them. to them. I, I, don't I mean, hate I hate, them. I hate a lot of them, but I know you do. I, but like, like Gardner Minshew, like, hey, you're gone. Get the hell out of here. I'm done with Get you. Get out. Get out. Baker, Baker. Listen, I'm done with Baker. I don't think they will be done with Baker. Drew Locke. I'm done with Drew okay. Locke. I, I think Drew Locke could be gone too, but that that's me just not loving the dude. And he was a second round pick anyway. I don't think they love him. We will see. Hey, here, here's the other thing too: is like these NFL uh, decision makers don't like to be wrong. And so when we look at this list and say, that's okay, true. which of these guys were not uh, uh, was the GM not there for? We have Sam, Sam Darnold. He's going to be gone. We know that, Bye. right? Yeah. Uh, we have um, we have maybe Daniel Jones if Gettleman gets fired, which I don't think is a guarantee as much as it should be. You know, I, I think he could be there another year. We have Dwayne Haskins. He's already gone, you know. Uh, so, like, it, I think that's the thing. Is John Elway going to say, I screwed up another quarterback? He's not. He's just not going to do it. He's not going to say he screw up another quarterback in, in year three. Like he's not going to do it. You know, you know that that's not going that's not going to happen. I think that's the problem. It's not that because uh, I, I think Jerry said it right. Like 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 um, Memphis is right. Like, he's absolutely right. But th- this is this is a different ball game. We as fantasy players see these players and for how good they are. And John Elway sees this is the guy that I handpicked to take this franchise back. And I'm not going to give up on him yet. Until I get fired. So they I, hate I, us. I think, they I, hate I, us and they want us to fail is what yeah. you're saying. The, 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 <laughs> the, I will say like the, the, the Derek Carr comment is, is very good because not only is he playing well, and I, and if you go back and listen to the preseason, I was a big yeah, proponent of, of, of Derek Carr. He's on an extremely team-friendly deal. He makes $22 million next year and $19 million the, the year after. So it's not quite a rookie contract, but that's a very manageable cap number for a team to continue to bring in free agents and more rookies to surround them to try to give them the pieces that they've needed. I mean, they've brought in rugs. They've brought in Brian Edwards. They brought in Josh Jacobs. They've really overhauled the offensive line. They paid Darren Waller. So yes, um, I, I, I do feel like these guys are safe, but anyway, just because we think they're safe does not mean we're not going to take this exercise a little bit further. But before we do, I want to make sure to remind you that this next segment is going to be brought to you by our friends at ViridianGlobal.com. That is the official apparel provider of the DWZ. They have got t-shirts. They have got hoodies. They have got Raglan-style baseball shirts. If you need a tank top, if you have the largest arms coming to do the most harm with the greatest charm, you want a tank top at the gym to show off those gunboats. And how do you do it? You go to Viridian Global. That's V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N, Viridian Global. And you can check out all of our sweet, sweet merch over at Viridian Global. It was designed by our good friend, Matt Poole, a.k.a. at Matty Big Chest on Twitter. He's killing the designs. Also, on top of specific Dynasty Warzone merch, you can find the Hawkamania shirt, just like it sounds, running wild. You can find the uh, Godgers, as in Aaron Godgers. It's a little play on uh, the, the the god of football in Cheeseland. Uh, the the script might look uh, cheesy 
if you know what I'm saying. And all of that can be found at Viridian Global. The last one that you can find over there is you can find the DWZ Salute to Service t-shirt. The proceeds of that will go to a couple of veterans charities. Uh, One is called the Fisher House and the other is of some assembly required adaptive athletes, uh, adaptive strength athletes. So uh, if you're looking for a great uh, cause and there's also Salute to Service t-shirts for the Dynasty Happy Hour, for Viridian Global, and so many more. Uh, Jerry, you happen to be wearing a Viridian Global t-shirt right now as we speak, if you're watching live on YouTube. That's a sweet, sweet Dynasty Happy Hour. we got to get Shane Hallam a fake pigskin t-shirt from our good friends over at Viridian Global. Check them out, V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N global.com, and then search Dynasty Warzone within the shops. So here we go. We we are going to do a little mini mock draft just with these quarterbacks. Um, so here's the question I'm going to ask each guy. Uh, Jerry is going to start, and Jerry Jerry is lazy, for those of you that are not regulars to the show. I asked Jerry and Shane, everybody's going to take two quarterbacks, and um, Jerry's like, give me Fields and Lawrence. I'm like, God, Jerry. you, you got to be you, though, Jerry. Jerry's going to Jerry. Jerry is gonna Jerry. That's a good one. That needs to go on a Viridian Global shirt. Of course, write that down. Write that down. Jerry, at at the beginning, at the beginning of the, (laughs) there you go. At the beginning of the show, I said I wasn't good at quarterback. So listen, even if I didn't pick them, they were going to give it to me anyway. I'm like the person when they invite somebody over to Thanksgiving, they tell them to bring the water. You bring the water. You bring the wine because you can't mess it up. I don't want you cooking my mashed potatoes or my green bean casserole because I want to enjoy it. I'm the water guy, so that's why I'm doing uh, Trevor Lawrence. You're you're the glue guy. So what Jerry's going to do, and Shane's up next with Zach Wilson, but Jerry, you're on the clock. You have Trevor Lawrence, so you're going to tell us where he's going to go, who he's replacing, and what's going to happen to each person's dynasty value. So, Jerry, you're up with Mr. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I do not want to surprise anybody, but I'm going to let you know that I believe that man goes to the New York Jets 101 overall. Uh, He is going to be replacing Sam Darnold, the man that we just got done talking about. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence's value is going to take a hit. I think that the Jets are a suspect organization. Uh, they, I mean, it's depending on who the next head coach is. If Eric Bieniemy comes there, then everyone's nipples are going to get way too hard, and everybody's going to get extremely excited. Shane's very surprised by my use of nipple harding. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, my nipples are getting hard thinking about it. <laughs> everybody's going to go gaga over that. But if that is not the situation, I feel like that's still a team that doesn't really have a running back. Now they have an early second. Maybe they go Travis Etienne. I saw that's who Tankathon had them taking, which. There's the Clemson duo. That would be sexy. Um, Denzel Mims has shown some good things. You know, I mean, Perriman's alive. He had a good game. That was nice of him to finally show up. But it's not the best organization. I don't, you know, rookie quarterbacks tend to struggle when they come into the league. Uh, This year sort of makes me look stupid when I say that. Um, As far as Sam Darnold is concerned, I think Mr. Hallam is correct. I think he is going to end up on a team because he's young. I was listening to Detroit Sports Talk Radio, and they were talking about trading for him today for a good 45 minutes. Uh, yeah, I know, Randy. That's a, that's why I usually have to turn that, that station. But I've, 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 heard, I've heard Colts. I've heard uh, Niners. I've heard even Pittsburgh Steelers to be the heir apparent to Big Ben. But I, I had not. 
you know, it's one yeah, of those I know. things. I know. You, I know. You, you, I know. you don't know what you got till it's gone. You guys got Matt Stafford, <laughs> but 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 what happens? So since you're wrapping up here, what happens to Darnold's value? Let's say he winds up in Indy because Shane apparently does not want him in Pittsburgh. Let's say he winds up at Indy. He becomes a Colt behind that offensive line with Jonathan Taylor, with Paris Campbell, with Michael Pittman Jr. Listen, uh, you're and, already you're all the things you're naming are you're you're answering your own question. And, 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 and they're mocked to take Kyle uh, Pitts, the tight end out of Florida, at 16 overall, which would be weird. That would probably be the pick they would have to spend to get Mr. Darnold, but. What does his value do if he lands there or in San Francisco with the weapons they have there with Kittle and Debo and Ayuk? Everything goes up. Everything goes up. Let's let's talk about the Adam Gase effect. Hi, my name's Ryan Tannehill. I was left for dead, and everybody thought I was going to be a a bum. That's what that's what they thought. They thought he was a shoe clerk and a crumb bum, man. And he got to Tennessee, and what's he done? Let's see. Uh, 19 touchdowns, three interceptions this year, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions last year. The moment that he got out of Adam Gase's house. Uh, so yes, even if Sam Darnold is not the guy, even if Sam Darnold is a shoe clerk and a crumb bum, the perceived value when he moves to a different team, just by the fact that he left Adam Gase and his googly eyes at a press conference, immediately he becomes more valuable. Does he actually perform? I don't know. I don't know, because I've only seen him in an Adam Gase offense, and, he, and he's not been great. Well, he is rookie year two, and he threw an interception to the house for the Lions. That was the only time they scored that game. That was great. I love football. I I don't know if I love Sam Darnold, no matter where he goes, but you cannot tell me that if that man landed in Indy with all the things that you just mentioned, that there would not be tons and tons and tons of people on Twitter telling you, Borderline QB1 by Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's your guy. He's only 23 or whatever he'll be next year. This is going to be the guy. Well, I, I want to layer on a couple of things. One, I think the Jets is going to be a great landing spot because if you're a head coach and you get to work with with everyone that, from what I've seen from Joe Douglas, a lot of people seem to like him as a GM. So you get to work with a young, up-and-coming GM. You've got the left tackle in place in Mekhi Becton. You've got Denzel Mims. You're going to be putting in the the best quarterback that I've heard about since Andrew Luck. What coach wouldn't be interested in, in that you're going to go to the biggest market in, in a market starved for success? And I, I was going to ask Shane. I'm going to let Shane answer this when he starts talking about Zach Wilson. But from a Sam Darnold standpoint, all I got to say about Sam Darnold is he is the only guy that we're going to talk about tonight that could both lose his gig and have his dynasty value go up. It's a really weird situation for Darnold. So, Shane, I want to hit you with one question before you tell us about Zach Wilson. Yeah. Is, because you've been playing dynasty a long time as well, is Trevor Lawrence going to be the hottest first-round quarterback in a super flex since Andrew Luck? I think he is and should be the hottest quarterback in super flex that I've ever seen. Like, he is the highest-graded quarterback I have ever graded. I started this in 2004. He is the best I have ever graded. Um, like, and I don't take that super lately, right? Like, like you know, um, so I, I think I'm with you. I think the Jets are a good situation. Like, I, I think Jerry's point of the, the franchise is scary, right? It's like, it's like a quarterback going to the Browns. It's like, well, still the Browns, you know, there's still fear. 
But yeah, I mean, you, you have you have a wide receiver one. You have uh, eight picks in this draft. Um, you're, you're going to get more, you know, by trading away Darnold and trading away more pieces. Um, yeah, they're going to draft a running back in the top fifty. You're going to get an Ajay Harris or Travis Etienne. Like uh, they're going to they're going to have an offense. And and Trevor Lawrence is that good to just step in and, and do it. So um, I, I think I think he's been since his freshman year, the one one in Superflex when he is drafted, right? I don't care where, I don't care who, I don't care if he had, you know, the, the bottom half of the Philadelphia Eagles receivers playing for him. I'm drafting one one in the Superflex. Is he, is he like Saquon was a couple of years ago? Like every every draft is going to be that way? Yeah, I, I would. I mean, you know someone's going to get cute and yeah, be like, okay. I love Trey Lance and, you know, like someone will do it. But, I mean, it's just yeah, got to be a We got it. <laughs> I could see a I could see a Buckeye gone nah dog. It's 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 yeah. Justin Fields. I'm like okay. Anyway, I, I want to hear what yeah. you got on the table for uh, for Mr. Zach Wilson because he's a guy that really hit on my radar about a month ago. So there's a podcast that I listen to. It's called the Three and Out Podcast with former Eagles West Coast scout for the uh, Andy Reid Eagles. Um, his name's John Middlecoff. He started talking about this this young man on his show. And I was like, okay. And then I, I mentioned the name to Shane and our buddy Ray GQ over at the Destination Devi podcast. And uh, Shane, you had some nice things to say, so I want to hear some things about Mr. Uh, Mr. Wilson, where you think he could potentially land, and what would that do for his dynasty value as well as the person he would be replacing? I, I think Zach Wilson at this point is the biggest wild card in terms of this quarterback class of where he could go. Like I think in terms of windows, when we look at windows of where could these players be drafted, I think Zach Wilson has the largest window. I think there is a world where he goes in the top 10 of the NFL draft. I think there is a world where he goes in the late second to the NFL draft. I think both those things are equally possible. And I think a lot depends on, um, a couple factors like he is, he has NFL style talent, right? I mean, you watch a BYU game and you see him dropping bombs in the bucket. I mean, he is dropping 40 yard passes right in the receiver's hands, tight coverage. You know, it's the dream NFL. It's not just an NFL throw. It's like a dream NFL throw. Like you have those moments, right? Um, and, and, and he, uh, you know, he, he's, he's accurate, one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the country. He knows how to lead receivers. Um, you know, he can move around in the pocket. He's not a runner. Um, so, you know, good arm talent. Uh, um, and my big questions with him, you know, it's not arm talent. It's not accuracy. You know, a lot of those things are there. And that's why I think NFL teams are really like him. But, you know, I think my big question with him is just, we don't have a great grasp of what his mental side of the game is just because of the situation, you know, and, and I think this is, uh, you know, we were kind of talking about this on Twitter briefly, you know, Memphis, you brought up how did, you know, COVID kind of affect players draft stocks. I think Zach Wilson is the ultimate case of COVID just kind of wrecking the possibility because he did what he's doing now with the schedule that BYU had uh, originally, he, I would say he's top 10, he's number three. Um, absolutely. Uh, but you know, he's, he's wrecking the bottom tier of college football. You know, he's wrecking Houston and UTSA and Texas state and Western Kentucky. And that's great. And you go back to last year, right? Cause okay. He played some good teams last year. How do you do against Utah? He stunk. 
how do you do against Hawaii in the bowl game? He was terrible, right? When there was pressure, he was bad. He hasn't been pressured once this year. I mean, no team's even gotten close to him. You know, so that's the question mark, right? It's just, we don't, there's a lot of unknowns. And so I just don't know how the NFL is going to react to that. I think the NFL could say, you know, you could have a team say, he's got the talent, we're taking him, we can train up the other stuff. I think teams could say, mm, it's a little bit too risky, you know, um, and, and watch watching tape against a good team. So I think the bowl game is going to be key because they're going to be an undefeated team, most likely. So he's going to play, hopefully, I'm hoping, they put them against, you know, an SEC, a Big Ten, a, you know, a, a really good team and not like – and Cincinnati's good, but not against Cincinnati, you know, uh, it just would be kind of sad. So that's what I'm hoping for. If he answers that question, it's great. If he answers the combine question, you know, you know, he can answer a lot of these questions. So I think, you know, right now I have a seven-round mock up on uh, fake pigskin. And, you know, right now I have him um, going to the New England Patriots in round two. Um, so I have him going at, um, epic 41. So I have all, all five, all six of these guys going in the top 50. Uh, and I have him going pick 41. I think in that second round mix definitely rise up. Um, so, you know, if he goes there and he replaces Cam Newton, which I think at this point is a probability, right? The new England's going to replace Cam Newton either with a draft pick or with a free or with a Darnold type um, or another free agent, you know, uh, depending on how they feel about themselves. You know, I, I think Cam Newton will go elsewhere and I think he'll compete for a job. Like I think he could be the Nick Foles, right? I think Cam Newton again could be that kind of player that gets signed uh, with to Cleveland and now is competing with Baker Mayfield or, you know, get signed to one of those. They get signed to the Giants. Now he's competing with Daniel Jones. Like, I think I think that could be the situation for Cam Newton. And it definitely hurts. Like, he's not starting for the New England Patriots. Um, but, you know, it's not completely, completely in the tank for in Superflex for him. All right. And, and if he were to wind up in the Patriots, he being Zach Wilson pronouns, pal. If Zach Wilson was to wind up a Patriot, where would he go in Superflex drafts for you? Uh, I mean, I mean, I think if he goes in round two and is the clear starter, right? So they don't sign someone else too, and then it's like a little muddy. You know, that happens sometimes. Um, I mean, I, I think he would end up going uh, probably one oh. I mean, I think it'd be high one oh five, one oh six. I think it'd probably be, I think he'd probably be QB three, QB four, depending on the other spots. And I think I'd have a tough time taking a receiver over him. I think I'd have a tough time depending on running back landing spots, maybe one, you know, going over him. I think it'd be tight. I, I think that's a very, that's why we bring this man on. He is the best guys. He, he is the Debbie dude. He is Shane P. Hallam. That's why he knows these quarterbacks. I'm so grateful to have him on. And he's the reason why we broke the no, no the, the no guest in season rule that's why he's sorry here. sorry <laughs> no man no you you killed it there um uh, i i'm gonna look like a crumb bum and shoe clerk trying to break down my evaluation of mac jones uh i have mac jones currently uh projected to the carolina panthers ninth overall i, I and, and it could wind up being a mistake but I know that Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator in Carolina, knows this guy. He played against him when he was in LSU in 2019. And one thing I want to share, I heard this on a different show talking about when Pete Carroll first hit the NFL after spending a few years in college. What was the huge advantage that he had? 
he knew all these players. He knew them from playing against them or from coaching them, and he had like a different insight coming from the college game to the pro game. And I'm going to be very in tune to any – because last year the Carolina Panthers went all defense. Every pick was a defensive pick. And I'm going to be very in tune to any offensive players that uh, Brady and Matt Rule and the GM bring in because Matt Rule and Joe Brady coached against these guys or, in some cases, coached these guys recently in college. And if they're willing to bring these guys in, it's going to be an eyebrow for me. Um, good friend, I, I mentioned him earlier, Ray Garvin at Ray GQ. He posted this weekend on Twitter that Mac Jones has jumped Trey Lance for him as his QB3 in the class. Um, I went SEC connection with Brady and Mac Jones. What does that do for Teddy Two Gloves? I mean, Teddy Two Gloves this time last year wasn't worth a whole lot because he had just come off a backup stint of Drew Brees. He's doing fine as the quarterback, but that's that's what you get with Teddy Two Gloves, and that's what you get with Phillip Rivers, and that's what you get with some of these guys. You get seven and nine, eight and eight, maybe worst case scenario, nine and seven or six, six and ten, and you never really get the pick that gets you the guy. And I could see Carolina, um, by the way, a great team to bet on. If they're getting six or more points, just bet them. Because they have not lost but one game by more than a touchdown all year long. Yes, I'm a degenerate bringing my gambling show into my dynasty show. That's how I roll. Uh, uh, how, how have you been on Teddy Bridge? How have you been against Teddy Bridgewater with Bridgewater? I mean, he's keeping every game within six points. Oh, that's terrible! It's a terrible team. It's an awful, awful defense. It's an awful team. He, he's he's a guy. He's just not the guy. And I could very <laughs> well I could very well see next year for a Mac Jones being drafted ninth overall. Um, I could see his value being extremely high because you're going to see a guy thinking, you know, he's going to be attached to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel and, and Christian McCaffrey. And I, I just really get a, a feel that this could be a Ryan Fitzmagic to a situation. You bring, you bring in Mac Jones, you, you let him learn the, you give Teddy the one more year on his contract. You let Teddy get paid. You let Teddy play it out. And then at any point in the season you feel like it's time to transition, you want to see what you got in Mac Jones, I think that happens. So Okay, for, hold on. Let me let me interrupt you there. If sure. if that does happen, where uh-huh. are where where's he going in Superflex drafts? Mac Ma, Mac Jones? Yeah. I, like I, like, I, like I, if he's brought in to like compete. One, I, no later than 106, 107. Because if I, he's competing, I, you think that? Sure, because I still think... Now, now gonna, are you taking that, or do you think other people are taking Sorry to interrupt I, so I, much. I, but. No, I, I think that... I want you to. That's what that's how we're trying to help the, the, the people tuning in. I, I think that you're still going to get Lawrence 1 overall, Fields yep. 2. Yep. Then then I think you're going to, you know, once you get to 103 and Superflex mocks or rookie drafts, you're going to start seeing guys like Travis Etienne, Najee Harris. Uh, I don't know so much about Chuba or Gainwell. I think that will be more of... You know, if a Chuba or a Gain, Gainwell land in an ideal situation, I could see one of those guys getting the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire rocket ship strapped on their back and going 105. It wouldn't stun me a bit. So then once you get to 106, I think that you go back to a Trey Lance, and then 107 could be Mac Jones. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with Shane's take earlier. I am not going to risk it with one of the wide receivers that high. Um Unless it was just like the dead nut perfect situation, like a Jamar Chase 
I don't, I don't even know a situation that I would call the dead not perfect situation, but maybe. But yes, to answer your question in a long-winded way, 105 to 107, depending on what the board looks like. Can I say that I think you're high as giraffe nuts? Uh-huh. I do not think that dynasty players are smart enough to do that, if you want me to be honest with you. The ones they, that listen to this wide, show. Wide, well, that's there's a difference. Wide receivers and running backs are too sexy every single year, and there's a reason that you get Josh Allen and Justin Herbert later. The, the guys we're talking about right now are those guys, and they don't go at 106. They go at 111. They go at 112 because they get pushed down because everyone else gets all hot, hot and bothered by the, the, the positional guys. That's why I, I think it's crazy. I, I think that you're probably right. Value value-wise for a quarterback in that situation probably should go there. I just don't trust people that I have seen draft in the 22 dynasty leagues that I'm in draft like that because they get horny about the guy that runs a 4-3-9 or hey now. a 4-4-1. And he looks great in, in his spandex running at the Combine or at the Senior Bowl. We made fun of the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Bowl on the Devi podcast. I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't trust people. No, I, I I kind of agree with Jerry, and 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 but like once again, like I think your take is right, and I'm probably too. My take on Zach Wilson is probably too high, right? If he goes in middle round two, he's not going that high. You know, people don't take Justin Herbert till the one eleven, like and wait, 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 miss on him, everybody. Like, you, I, I, I think it's a fair question though. For do you think people will change because of Justin Herbert, like? Because I think that's what oh, okay. If, if this play that will, like I I I don't think they will. I'm kind of with Jerry on that, but. Maybe, maybe, maybe they 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 do. I don't know. It, it's going to be fun. Listen, this this is a name that you circle well, that, because you you think that if they're a lot of these quarterbacks are going to slip and they're going to fall because you know stuff's going to happen. You know, we're finally going to get to see Jamar Chase play football or you know run around or something, and immediately everyone's going to be like, "Oh my God, do you remember 2019 when he used to play?" Is it's. it's it's going to be something. It's going to be fun. This is going to be a fun draft. The, the reason and the importance of this show is a good friend, Izzy Alcafas of the Dynasty Trade Calculator. He will always remind me and anyone else that will listen that the cheapest time to acquire quarterbacks in a super flex league is during your rookie draft or your startup draft. Once you get past those two things, they become incredibly expensive. So that's why I, much like Shane, I think Shane and I are on the same page when he was talking about where he thought Zach Wilson can go, I'm going to advocate that because if he winds up in a good spot, like if one of these guys winds up in Carolina, that's a plum. That's a plum position. Great offensive mind, great offensive minded head coach, great weapons around him. I mean, hello. I mean, that's that's everything Justin Herbert landed in. So Jerry, back to you. Back to uh, the easy street that is Jerry's Boulevard. Let's talk about Justin Fields. He's he's going to Jacksonville too. Uh, there's a lot of people that are going to get cute because they, they they do it every single year. They they hear about you know the same guys over and over and over and over and over and over, and then all of a sudden, right before the draft happens, something happens, and they just they have to be different. They just cannot accept it. Justin Fields is 102. Justin Fields is a cyborg. Um, I don't know what you want me to say. The man's played three games. He's averaged 300 yards in all three of the games. He hasn't thrown an interception yet. He's rushed it for touchdowns. He's He's got, what has he got, 11 touchdowns. I mean, goodness gracious. How many incompletions does he have, Jerry? Uh, and, uh, let's see. Uh, well, he had one, one, one in the first game. 
Yeah. And then six. I mean, his completion percentage for people, 95.2 the first game, 82.4 the second game, 85.7 the third game. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, Justin Fields is good. Justin Fields is going to Gardner Minshew. Later, buddy. Listen, love the mustache, love the Bud Light. I appreciated everything that you did. Um, you'll still be there. It's not like they're just going to get rid of you. You're going to still be there, and you will enjoy your clipboard, and you will have a wonderful time, and you're good enough to get another job in the future. Uh, you seem like you are going to be an excellent Drew Stanton for the next decade. Um, it, it just it just accept that and do that. I, I think you nailed it. I mean, if if good for Gardner. I mean, if you can sit seriously in the NFL, um, look at some of the money some backups are making right now. I know we talked about um, the, the guy in Cleveland. I'm drawing um, Keenum, Case Keenum. He's yeah. making 18 million bucks over three years. You kidding me? You can drive around in a 78 Trans Am cruising the Gulf Coast of, of Florida, not having to worry about playing football, just hanging out and trying to avoid STDs instead of linebackers. That's the that's the life that he was built to live. So I'm with you. And if anyone wants to let Justin Fields slip to you at 103, 104 in a super flex, you just let him. You just let him. Not only will he be walking into a new head coach 99%, he could be walking into a new GM, but that cupboard, we, we hear Jacksonville, that cupboard on the offensive side of the ball is not, uh, is not bare. No. You've got DJ Chark. You've got a potential weapon in LaVisca. They've got a young tight end that they can't keep healthy. They've got me and Shane's man, James Robinson. They've got a decent young offensive line. And and when you look at draft capital to put around this young man, I mean, they've got, I believe it's four picks currently inside the top 60. So this is going to be a great situation. And if you're a head coach, man, no state income tax in Florida, good offensive weapons. There are more pros to that Jacksonville job than, than people think. They're only, what, two and a half, three years removed away from a from an AFC Super Bowl? I'm mean, excuse me, an AFC championship game? So yeah, Randy, I, I, they've got four picks in the top 43. Is that what it is? I, I knew uh, I, I, I knew that was. Shane, what do you got on, uh, on your man? Because I know you're an Ohio State fan, for those that don't know. And uh, what do you got on fields? And then you're going to tell us about this guy who has not played a lot of football since he was 15. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 I love fields for sure. Yeah, I like I am a little biased. I'm an Ohio State alumni, right? So, um, but I, I think like he's not as good as Trevor Lawrence, but I think he's um, I, I think he's improved, which is scary, right? I think that's the thing. Like he's gotten better here. Any other year, the 101. Any other year no, where, there's yeah. not, where there's not a transcendent Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, John Elway type, he's clearly the 101 on a non-year? I mean, I think like him and Kyler Murray are very close, and I think Justin Fields probably would have been drafted higher just for size, right? But like, like that's telling you what he can do because he, he has that athletic ability. Um, you know, he, he's, he's big, he's massive. You know, I, 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 I feel bad, Jerry, putting you on the spot before. But, yeah, 11 touchdowns, 11 incompletions uh this season so he he has a touchdown for each pass that he's missed and uh three of those were drops so you know that's always good um yeah like he's gotten better in terms of accuracy like he's he's not the trevor lawrence that he has this uh, i think cerebral uh feel of the game but i you know i think he's really good i think yeah man if any if he doesn't go 102 in a super flex like you're you're 
that's uh, you know even if he even if he fails, right? He could fail. Any of these guys could fail. I think outside of Lawrence, uh, I mean, you got to take him. Like you just have to. The upside's too. The rushing upside is just too big too. And nobody's um, going to slow him down. Yeah, yeah. I, I, sorry. I mean, there's no one in the Big Ten that's going to slow this man down. He's going to have to get to the playoff. And I still don't think somebody's going to slow him down. Um, well, all right. Well, I'm I'm dying to hear about Kyle Trask. Now we all have him inside the top fifty, but where do you have him going, and uh, what does that do to his super flex value? So it's Kyle Trask is actually my number three quarterback in this this class, and you know, uh, yeah, right. And, and like Trey Lance could get there, you know, probably won't for me, but probably will be the third off the board. Um, but uh, look, I think Kyle Trask, he, he's playing in Florida. He's playing against SEC defenses. I mean, we just saw him dominate uh, a really, really good Georgia defense. I mean, light him up. And, they were, you know, they're missing some guys. But, I mean, this is Georgia five-star defensive country. That's what they're known for. Um, and, and he torched him. He lost his best player in Kyle Pitts when he went down with an injury. Kyle Trask kept throwing touchdowns, you know. He's turned Kadarius Tony into a top fifty receiver in this draft. You know, like he's he's one of those players that was raw, is a little bit older, um, still has some some technique issues. I think that's what keeps him out of being in the class with Fields and Lawrence, and probably keeps him out of what NFL teams will consider for Lance that up, big upside. That you know, Trask, well, you know, he'll lift that back foot a little bit when he passes. He, I think, footwork is still still an issue, but better than. A year before, and I think a lot of times in the NFL draft, just watching it so often, especially with quarterbacks, is that teams will um, they'll give some preference to improvement versus consistency. That they like to see a guy that's taken a big step that shows they can take another big step than a Jake Fromm who's been the same for four years and been solid. Right? Those guys are going to fall. They'd rather take. Um, a guy with high upside that's shown improvement. I think that's, that's Trask. He's got the big arm. He's got a uh, really, really good zip on the ball. I mean, he throws kind of a, a, a straight rocket that gets there very quickly um, where a receiver can catch it in stride. I think that's one thing he's really good at. Him and Justin Fields, you know, might be two of the best in this class at that. Um, so he's really intriguing to me. He, he's another guy I think has a range. I think he could be the, the third or fourth quarterback off the board. Right now on my seven-round mock, I have him going to the Bears at 18th overall in the first round. Um, I think it, I think it's, a, a, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen with the Bears. <laughs> Their coaching staff, are they going to be there? They're not going to be there. Like, they, they have some wins, but you know, I don't know. But I think Trask would be uh, what Mitch Trubisky was supposed to be, right? I, you know, I think I think he's that with more experience. This, he's going he's gonna to have a year and three quarters under his belt, um, I, you know, as much as I, we dog the senior bowl, like I kind of hope that he goes, he might not, you know, quarterbacks tend to not if they are viewed this highly, but he, he, he would probably light it up and help himself even more. Like I, I think he is heads and shoulders better than Mac Jones. Like I think he is much better than Mac. Like I, I actually don't think Mac Jones is great. Um, I, I, th- I think Mac Jones is a, a distant fifth in this class to me. Um, and we'll see because there's, we're probably, hopefully, going to get Florida, Alabama in the SEC title game. But we'll see these two guys face off and, um, you know, and see how it goes. So, you know, Trask, I think, has bigger problems. Um, he knows that he can just throw it up to Kyle Pitts and he'll he'll catch everything. And, like, 
uh, do you blame him for that? Do you not? You know, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't blame him for that too much. Like I would do it too. I, you know, if you end up with George Kittle, like I would do it too. Like, aren't you going to do that? You know, so um, I'm, I'm him, him and Zach Wilson, I think to me are, are the two wild cards that could go very high, could go very low. I, I think there's going to end up being four quarterbacks taken in the first round. And I think Trask has a shot to be that fourth one and will compete with Zach Wilson for that fourth spot. And if he goes into a super flex, especially as the Bears, I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and throw my projection on it. Yeah. I could see him being in like that right around the turn of the first round. I, I don't think um, – because I was looking ahead because that's what I do. It's not a great running back class with Tankathon only projecting five running backs in the first three rounds of the draft. So I could see dynasty GMs wanting to scoop those guys up, especially the premiums. But, yeah, I, I could see him going past the initial quarterback wave, the initial running back wave, the first wave of wide receivers, and then Pitts may go just in front of him. I see him going around that 112-202 range. Does that feel fair? Unless a Bears fan jumps up. You know, Bears are one of the more polarizing teams in the league, so I could see maybe a Bears fan taking him a couple of spots earlier. No, I, I think that's fair. I think that's probably where he should go and like Jerry kind of pointed out before he'll probably even go a little bit later than that right you know people will uh the Mitch Trubisky um I, I don't know like and I will be there syndrome. to scoop him up hold on, yeah. hold on. I, I I actually think he's the guy that creeps up a little bit I think because he has a very similar build to Justin Herbert and he's got I mean I don't want to say he's got like he's an identical prospect because that's not what I do. Uh if you would talk about that that would be great. He just seems like he's in the mold of Justin Herbert and people love love replicating exactly what they've seen and Justin Herbert came into the league, he has been very successful and if you look at what Kyle Trask has done in the five games, six touchdowns, four touchdowns every other game, I mean that's stupid good. And I think people are going to fall for that. So how, how does he compare to Justin Herbert? Because because you you've done this, I I haven't. I I just look at the size and go, okay, they're the same. No, I, I you know I think it's an intriguing comparison. Like I think the situations have ended up a little bit different. Right, Herbert kind of started for a long time, and uh, Oregon was kind of backed away from him as time went on, and so that's why a lot of people were uh, trepidatious about really investing in him because the last year they moved to the run game. It's like, why would you do that uh, kind of deal? And I think Kyle Trask has kind of been the flip side where they're moving more towards giving him more stuff to do. Whereas last year was like, hide him. Now it's, he's the offense. Uh, but I think in terms of traits, Jerry, I think you're right on, right? Cause he has that, he has that arm. He has that, um, you know, and I, yeah, I hate to talk about the like, uh, kind of leadership qualities, right? Like I, I always feel like sometimes it's a little bit overrated to talk about, but he, you know, he has that kind of sense as like, you know, this is the guy that's commanding the offense that knows what's going on, knows whatever player on the field's doing that is pretty much running the team right now. Right. Uh, for Dan Mullins. And, uh, you know, I mean, Dan Mullins is the guy that, that, brought Dak. I mean, he's the guy that got Dak to where he is. Like this is, this is the guy that's produced NFL quarterbacks. I think that's going to play a big role in why NFL teams are going to like Kyle Trask too. Um, if Dan Mullins talks him up, I think there's going to be a lot of NFL teams say, I'll trust that. Right. So, you know, I, and, and I don't want to belabor the show too much, but you know, I, I will say, I think, I, I think there's going to be four in the first round. I think six would be, uh, I mean, I would be floored if all six of these guys go in the first round. I mean, I'd be, I'd be on the floor. It's happened once in NFL history in 1983. I, 
I, I don't want to have to come to the greater Pittsburgh area and get you up <laughs> off the floor. I mean, I'll uh, be on the floor. You'll see me. I'll be, just be down. All right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this one home with one of the last guys, and one that uh, Jerry loves it when I use this word. It's now part of his normal uh, lexicon there is a trepidatious. I get yeah, a Shane very, just used it too. I like I, it. I, I, I get very <laughs> trepidatious as it relates to Mr. Trey Lance. Now, I currently have him mocked fifth overall to the Washington football team. Uh, when I see this kid, man, I, I get Mitch Trubisky vibes. Now, he's been a, a, a three-year guy. Um, he would have had his second full year, and I would have loved to have seen another. The guy's got less than 350 career attempts as, as a quarterback, and he did it at North Dakota State. Uh, th- this feels a lot like raw tools and big upside. But, you know, sometimes you got to go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. And I love the fact that they're keeping Alex Smith around. I love the fact that Kyle Allen is the backup. And those are the kind of guys that Alex Smith has that mentor mentality. Like, I don't think Sam Darnold has been the same since he lost Josh McCown, who was his mentor. I don't think Baker has really been the same since he lost Tyrod Taylor as his mentor. And having a guy like Alex Smith there could go a long way toward helping a young guy. He's only 20 years old as we speak today. An incredibly young red red shirt freshman. Um, he's going to be the one that when you get to that 103 to 106 range, that's going to be a real leap of faith if you need a quarterback. Maybe you got bit this year. Maybe you lost uh, one of these guys that we're talking about. Maybe you've been counting on Uncle Phil Rivers to be your QB3 or Drew Brees has been your QB3. And you're on the clock and you're staring down the barrel of a Trey Lance. It, it may make you nervous, but – I. I would be much more uh, into this pick if he winds up in a place where I feel like he has a good support system, a good supporting cast, and a, an offensive-minded head coach that could potentially develop the talent around him. So I'm going to throw this one back to our guest, Shane. What, what do you got on Trey Lance? How are you feeling about him? Uh, does the amount of completions in his career, he's only played like 19 career games, 20 games. Uh, what are your take on Mr. Mr. Lance here? I, you know, he's, he's tough. I'm like, I'm right with you. Uh, I think I wrote an article for fake pigskin after his one game this year against central Arkansas that um, he's not a first round quarterback. It shouldn't be. Now he's going to go there. He's going to go. I, I have mocked the same place you do, you know, Washington in that first round. Um, I don't think he should be like, I think the one year, the one year experience is uh, scary. I think the, as you talked about, the Mitch Trubisky, the Dwayne Haskins, like the evidence is not great, um, especially at that level. And like the one game against Central Arkansas this year, which everyone that loved Trey Lance said, well, it's one game and he didn't have a lot of practice, you know, the, the 55 excuses. He threw four NFL passes in that game. Two of them were off the mark. The receiver had to make a good catch. Um, and that's it. And he ran. They just kept running them and that's how they won because he's big and he can run. You know, for fantasy, Maybe I do take that chance because he's big and he can run, but um, he's probably the one out of the five, and just in terms of value, like I'd be really scared to take Trey Lance the one of three, one of four. I, I just think I, 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 if there's a good situation for a Zach Wilson contrast, like let me get them at the end of the first, let me trade down. You know, someone will want to trade up and take them. So um, I, I don't know. Like I, I think he's going to be the most polarizing fantasy rookie in Superflex leagues for sure. <laughs> He feels like the dynasty mystery box. Like I could not see myself at the 103. 
I would have to be in a real bad situation quarterback wise to pull the pull the trigger on him over a Travis Etienne or a Najee Harris, just knowing the value that we place in Dynasty on the running back position. And knowing that I might be able to use that pick to maybe trade for a year one, year two, year three, quote unquote veteran at that point, and maybe even get something back. So um that is my take. But the reason why we did this is A. Shane was available, and Shane is a tremendous guest. And more importantly to me, he's a tremendous friend and someone I love talking football with here on the show. But this just goes to show you the very tenuous nature of Dynasty players as a Dynasty GM. We start looking at this wide receiver class, and uh, I was going over it. And just going over wide receivers, we're talking Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore. Uh, Terrence Marshall Jr., Chris Olave, 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 him too. Seth Williams. I mean, all these guys. They the uh, Tankathon, the the place that we use. They have twelve wide receivers going in the top three rounds of the NFL draft. Um, it just goes to show you that if you have solid studs in Dynasty, whether it's a quarterback, a wide receiver, what are you doing trading them? What are you doing moving off of these key pieces? You know, the whole point of getting a key piece is to build around a key piece, not to trade them for the next potential key piece. So that's why I wanted to start this with Shane, talking quarterbacks. It's an extremely hard position, and uh, there's going to be a lot of flux, man. But thank you for coming on. What's going on over at Fake Pigskin, Steel City Insider? What's going on? No, I, look, I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, you know, uh, it, it was fun. Um, and, you know, it's always fun coming on this show and, and we have a good time and we can always, you know, go after each other and, and come out, you know, in, in good spirits, which I appreciate because some people can't do that. Uh, <laughs> um, no, look, I'm, I'm doing good. I have a seven round mock. If you want to see my 2021 mock, uh, it's up at fakepigskin.com. You can find it in my pinned tweet. Um, I have, you know, my, I also have my pinned tweet, my 2021 rankings. Um, every position, 2022 rankings, every position, 2023 fantasy position rankings. Um, so, you know, if you're interested in who's going to be the top quarterback in three years, you can also find that there. And Jerry, who is your top quarterback in three years? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't have hey, there's a reason I joined their Patreon at the Debbie Marketplace. <laughs> hey, it's, 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 it's a great thing. He and his co-host, uh, Kane Fassell, these guys do great stuff. They are very kind. They jump on once a month with Jerry, myself, sometimes Josh, and we talk a little Devi. Now, the, the, the point of the Devi marketplace, these guys will have you talking freshmen, sophomores, juniors, guys high school, coming, middle high school. school. They've got you covered from stem to stern. What they do for us at the Devi War Zone is they really talk about these guys that are draft eligible so that when you start hearing these names in January, February, March, you're not caught off guard. It's, oh, hey, I've heard that name, and I heard it here. Uh, one of our newest Patreons, Nathan, reached out to me today, said, hey, I just joined my first Devi League. Uh, who are some prospects that I should look into? I said, you should look into finding Shane P. Hallam and Kane Fassell <laughs> because those are the guys that I go to when I need Devi help. Shane, thanks a million for jumping on. And, Jerry, what do you have for these people before we take this one home? Uh, there was a good quote that was mentioned on this podcast and it was nothing I said. So this will not be a nipple quote or anything like that, but, uh, I liked it. I am going to steal it. I wrote it down. Randy, once again, with the gems, sometimes you have to go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. I liked that one, my friend. I, uh, I, I, st- I, I stole that from great professional poker player and gambler extraordinaire, 
Mr. Doyle Brunson. That's where the I legend. first heard it. It's, it's Texas a, Dolly, baby. Oh, Texas Dolly. That is correct. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, if you're looking for a great book, read Super System. Um, I, I love taking books on finance, poker, any any kind of a speculative market. If you can get a different mindset, you can figure out how to apply that backwards to your dynasty, to your gambling, to football in general. But on behalf of these guys, his name is Shane, his name is Jerry, I am Memphis, and here at the Dynasty War Zone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here next week, or if you're into gambling, I'll be back tomorrow night with Dr. Kyle talking about some fabulous big bets. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZRING, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZRING, and let's have a big season. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name's Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat.